Hey guys, it's Holly Pocket. Um, I literally haven't recorded in so long. I wanted to call this episode Real Talk because I think I need to be real with everybody just so y'all can know me better, feel me a little bit more, stuff like that. I'm doing a lot better now, but ever since I came back from break, and this happened in like fall break too, I have a really hard time readjusting when I come home from breaks. I'm a very like schedule orientated person, even if it's not schedule, just like I need to get things done, I need to do this and this and this. I'm just very used to rotation and um, I'm literally losing the word. I don't know. I'll, I'll think of it later. When I do think of it, I'll be a little bit angry that I didn't think about it. But anyways, basically what I'm trying to say is, is that I get into this groove when I'm at school and I, you know, I go to classes, I hang out with my friends, I do homework, I do all that stuff. And then I go home and I kind of like get thrown out of that lip. I'm not surrounded by the same people, not doing the same things, and I just don't know what to do with myself. I have a really hard time just relaxing and being with myself, and I've been trying to, you know, do better with that. But also, one of the things I struggle with when I go home is I have these expectations, and this isn't just for home, this is like for a lot of things, but I have these expectations of my in my mind of what my trip, what my conversations with my family, like all this stuff. I have these expectations for what is going to happen. And oftentimes, those expectations aren't reached. And when that happens, it throws me off and it really, really, really upsets me. It kind of throws me into this little loop of relapse because that's how I cope. It's really sick and unfair to myself and my body, but the only way that I have coped in the past is to turn back to like behaviors of my eating disorder. And so ever since coming back here, I've just been kind of wrestling through that. Um, and I just want to be real with you guys because that's not something that like, I don't want to keep it from people because I want people to know that even though I'm in recovery, I still have little like, you know, sometimes I just kind of get thrown under. Um, and that's okay, but what's not okay is not reaching out for help. So I'm not saying that like I immediately came home and like home as in Charleston, I didn't immediately come back here and like reach out for help. It took me a second to realize that like what I was doing and what my day-to-day looked like wasn't what was healthy and best for me. And so I kind of had to face it myself, but it was shown to me in light of my friends. I could realize that this was happening when it was taking a burden on relationships I have with my friends and time that I had with people. And I started to recognize that like my mind was clouded by these other thoughts that were taking away from these relationships that I have with my friends. And so I decided to talk to my therapist about it. And I meet with my therapist every week. But coming back, I hadn't opened up to her about it. I 
thought I'd be fine. I thought I'd be able to get through it. But after like two weeks here, I decided that it was time. And um, because that's kind of when I realized this isn't just like a little, oh, I'll be fine. Get back up on my feet really quick. This was something that I actually needed to work through. And so I talked to my therapist about just how I have been coping and how it's not healthy and just tried to make a plan with her on how to move forward from here and how to find better ways to cope with negative feelings that I have. It's kind of like starting back, not at square one. I don't think, I think we need to realize that like when things like this happen, we're not being thrown back to square one because it is really important that like in that moment, I realized that I was not doing well and I was down and that I needed to get up, but I'm not at square one. I'm more like at, you know, square middle, like let's say square 10 as opposed to square 20. I mean, with all these numbers, but I'm not getting thrown back to the beginning of my journey because if I was back there, I wouldn't have talked to anyone about it. I would have let it consume me. And so I need to give myself grace for seeing that Holland, that's awesome that I've recognized that I need to change what I'm doing right now and move on from it. And I'm really glad that I did that. But you also have to remember that, like, you got to do it. You know, like, if you're going to move on from this bad shit that you're going through, you need to commit yourself to it. So, basically, what I talked to about my therapist was that, like, just better ways to integrate self-reflection and healthy movement and stuff like that into my routine because I don't know if this is sensitive I'm just going to remind people that I might be talking about sensitive things um so if at any point that it's like a little much literally just don't listen to it skip through it whatever you need to do but Ever since I've kind of struggled with my eating disorder, one of the things I struggle with most is like movement, like exercise and how I view it. And I have a really hard time of being able to just be like, I am signing up for this exercise class or this so I can move my body. I want to feel good. I want to have these endorphins. I want you know, to sweat, all this stuff. But a lot of times I skew it in my mind and then I immediately think, oh my God, I need to burn these calories. I need to look this way. I'm working out for this reason. And so once I start thinking like that, then that's where it gets dangerous. Then I feel like I need to work out every single day of the week. I can't have break. Or like, if I don't think I can work out that day, I'm going to find a way to work out that day. And so... When I talked to my therapist about this, she was like, obviously, she was like, uh-oh, you know, whatever. She was like, oh, that's not good. And so I had to rethink, and I still am, rewiring this idea of movement in my head. And she sent me this movement chart to reference, and um, I really liked it, <laughs> I showed it to a few friends. I'm pulling it up right now so I can actually explain it to you guys. But basically, before I read this, I do think that, like, movement is a really good part of, like, routine and just, like, good for you. It's good for your mind. But 
it's good only if you have a good outlook on it. If you're looking at it the way I was, like calories, like, oh, I want to do this and that, then that's where it can get dangerous. The checklist says, healthy attendance for movement. Um, movement allows me to have fun. It allows me to connect with my body. It's a stress reliever, makes me strong, releases toxins by sweating, and it helps with my mental health. And it says, as long as your intentions are not aesthetic-based or out of wanting to change your body because you don't like it, that's great. If you aren't sure, just ask. And then there's like a checklist that you could go through prior to... Just like every day, not just like prior to working out or moving. But it says, how am I feeling today mentally and physically? What type of movement is my body craving? This is something that I have had to focus on a lot because a lot of times I don't think, okay, what does my body want to do today? I usually just will do whatever would be the hardest. But sometimes, you know, you might want to do a walk you might want to do yoga you might want to do a little dance workout video online and other times you might want to like go hard you might want to go to a cycling class or do a hit class or something like that but you just need to feel that out day by day and then after it kind of has things for reflection and during it how am I feeling do I need to take a break how do I feel after that physically and mentally and did I honor my body with what it wanted and what it needed? Um, and then it ends with like a give yourself lots of grace and compassion. Um, I just think that's something not even just people struggling with like recovery, working out and movement in a tainted light. I think that's something that we all can learn from because I think that media and like diet culture has definitely skewed the way most people look at movement and like heavy movement stuff like that um and it's not healthy we just need to do it for the reasons that my chart was saying you know for your mental health for reflection stuff like that but yeah I just try to be focused on like being gentle with myself especially in the area of movement I'm trying to think what else I wanted to talk about I had like a little sheet oh my gosh okay this is fun when I went home I did hang out with one of my friends and um we FaceTime I don't know if we said this on FaceTime I think it was on FaceTime actually anyways she's great love her she's a queen but we talked about she was in quarantine and she was talking to me about how she like would write just two things on a like little piece of paper that she wanted to do that day and just giving your brain that like little serotonin by checking it off your list is really nice and it could literally be something like meditate for five minutes journal for 10 minutes or like you know like anything watch a show for an hour something that's going to integrate self-reflection or like relaxation into your day because I think especially in college but just in general we never really give ourselves that time we just want to get as much stuff done in our day as possible and so being able to integrate those things and also being able to check them off of your list is something that's really cool and helpful 
And I also think it's just cool to be able to think of like a to-do list as not necessarily things that like, you know, concrete tasks like, oh, I need to do my homework. I need to um, go to chapter or stuff like this. But like instead making a to-do list something that is going to give you time to reflect and to be with yourself so that you can then integrate self-reflection and self-love and like being gentle with yourself into your day-by-day rotation slowly so then it just becomes natural just as wanting to complete like homework and stuff is natural to us something like self-reflection and like being gentle with yourself should also be natural and being able to do it on a checklist and check it off and giving yourself that little boost of serotonin of being like oh I completed something today I just did that I'm being successful or whatever is helpful for your brain to know that okay I I can take a second I can take an hour for myself to just watch a show to read a book to journal to do this for myself because giving myself this rest will then make me better rested better prepared to complete other things that are a part of my day that I want to do and I think that's really cool and important I have a few other things I want to talk about actually Friendship to me has always been really, really important. It's always been a really big part of my life. And I put a lot of myself into friendships. I put a lot of hope and trust and love and just everything in me into these deep friendships I have with people. But at the end of the day, I have to remind myself that I cannot be... A best friend for someone if I'm not taking care of myself and I think that's one of the hardest pills to swallow especially if you're in recovery or you are in the midst of an eating disorder or anything that you're struggling with if you aren't doing well mentally you do not have the capacity to be a good friend for someone at all it's not fair to them it's not fair to you and you need to work on yourself before you have a friendship and that might be hard and you might not want to do that you might feel like you're missing out on time with them but in the long run it's better for the both of you if you focus on yourself and get your headspace in the place you need to be before you surround yourself with them because you need to be able to give your friend good energy and stuff and that's not to say like okay, if you're not doing well or whatever, just totally cut off communication with your friend. It's like, no, no, no. Like, talk to them. Open up to them. Let them know what shit you're going through so they can know what's going on. But also, give yourself time to rest, to be gentle with yourself, to reflect, to go on walks. Like, give yourself that time over time with your friend, but also let them know what you're going through just so they don't think that you're ghosting them and like being inconsiderate to your friendship um I think that's something that we all can focus on is like being vulnerable with people and letting them know where you're at because I think if we just straight up let people know where we're at 
then they can maybe understand stuff that we say, things that we're doing, the ways we're acting. So then people aren't left to guess, oh my gosh, because this is what I always do. I'm like, is she mad at me? Oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. But in reality, they might just wanting to chill out and stuff like that. And then the last thing I think I want to talk about, one of the things I've really had to work on the past few weeks is working through and not even just like working through just like recognizing this pent-up anger I have. That's part of, I think, what's skewed and throws me off board when I go home. I have all this pent-up anger. I almost set myself up for failure because I have this anger in my head and I never work through it. And so then when I get home, I it like suddenly resurfaces because I'm reminded of all of it all at once. And it's just like firing, firing, firing like very quickly. And I just like feel like I'm thrown under like something and I can't breathe. But being able to work through that either there or at home or just like working through that anger when you're experiencing it so that it later doesn't resurface when you're like triggered is something that's really important. And like I'm really shitty at it. Like I need to do more of that because I can definitely see where like it takes a toll on me. And like it happens all the time like but it's something that I can work through and it's like kind of like this thing I talked to about my therapist about is like these this pent-up anger has like made me create these like preconceived notions of people and so like I can expect something from somebody and then be disappointed but if I were to work through this anger and these feelings that I had prior I would know that I was going to be upset and not giving them the time of the day to upset me because it's already happened before and then I think the last thing that I wanted to talk about was I like love to live in the future and plan 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 I'm a big planner girl and so that's been really hard for me this past few weeks because like already thinking about my four years of college right I want to you know lead I want to go study abroad, I want to live this certain place, I want to do this work, etc, etc. I've had to kind of ground myself and realize that I need to live in the day by day because living in the future and trying to plan my future isn't going to work and all it's going to do is continue to make me anxious and there's nothing I can really plan that far in the future honestly and that goes like for the same for everyone like you can only plan so far ahead And once you start planning further and further, it just takes up your life and you're not living in the moment. And I know that's so cliche, like, oh, live in the moment, blah, blah, blah. But, like, yeah, live in the literal moment, bro. Like, I can't believe I just said that. But, like, live in the moment, be with your friends, be with yourself, be your best friend, and enjoy your time here. And everything's going to figure it out. It's not like you're not... It's not like you're just shoving your future under the rug. You're going to figure everything out. And you're going to get all the shit done you want to do. But planning everything is just going to make you a little bit more stressed about it. And it might just be me that might think that. But I think think it's pretty good advice. If I do say so myself. Again, I haven't posted in a while. Been crazy busy. 
but that's why I want to do a real talk episode because I want y'all to know what I've been going through. I want y'all to know why I haven't been posting. But here I am and I'm back and I'm literally better than ever. And I'm ready to take on the world and Charleston by storm. It's a beautiful day in Charleston. It's literally 70 something degrees outside. Hug your mother, tell her you love her, text your family, you miss them and you love them. Be gentle with yourself and literally have the best day ever. I love y'all and thank you for listening. Kisses, kisses, kisses and hugs. Holly Pocket. Mwah.